Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening, Poetry Online Radio. Now, here's your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Special guest is Tali Cohen Sheptai. Tali hails from Jerusalem, Israel, and has received critical acclaim and recognition for her poetic works. So, without further ado, I give you Tali Cohen Sheptai. Thank you, Michael, for hosting me. A little bit about myself. My name is Tali Cohen Sheptai. I'm a poet. I've been writing since the age of six, the author of four bilingual books of poetry. My works have been translated and still translated into many other languages. I never offered myself an award. A member of the Hebrew Writers Association in Israel. I lived abroad for years in Europe and the US. I'll continue with a poem that tells about me better, ideology as a way of life. Women like me, yes, have been added over the years to overshadow what precedes us that is mostly not in line with our agenda. The accepted wording is not what will satisfy our desires. Desires? Ours? Well, then I write in the female first-person plural so as not to sound as one who sins with pretension. As an individual woman, however... I do not have many female friends for this journey, and those who have already passed through a station or two, according to the fixed rules of society, a woman like me tries to stay free from society, and at the same time to be in it, with boycotts and double-digit ages, until the arrival of the adolescence age and beyond. I bear this bitter insult so far. So, spare judging me that Cohen Shabtai has rules of her own, as Amos Levintan wrote about me. I came with a goal of satiating inspirations based on my theories. Therefore, I collect poems of the margins of humankind, since they have a greater potential to waver from the conventions, just like me. With 50 cents in my wallet, I live my own actions, lest my inarticulate mouth will be passed over and my eyes, my eyes are blinded. Women like me, particularly the beginning of the 15th century, were persecuted and burned for being independent and strong at the Catholic Church's instruction. Nowadays, you can petition the High Court Justice so it is for a woman like me, a well-known Israeli poet and editor. Moreover, it is necessary to read my poetry in order to get a feeling of how... At the age of six of the 1980s, I started writing what in time became the beginning of my literary career. Since then, I never stopped writing, just so that I would now have that last line for you. So I have the writing abilities, and my personality also has turned my attention to this occupation. 
Also life, there was no dramatic decision in which I categori categorically decided I would be a poet. The first time I wrote was at the age of six. I have written many diaries since then. During the junior high and high school, I wrote for the school newspaper. In the fifth grade, I, also, I already took a articulation exams in literature as a clearly outstanding student in this. I was chosen to write and deliver the school graduation speech at the end of the academic years. So yes, I studied ballet, folk dancing, swimming, guitar, but the soul asked otherwise. My initial dream was to be an opera singer, like in the play Carmen, with a crimson dress and a long flowing sooty hair gliding over my shoulders. I wanted to be present. I am aware of my presence, especially when I appear and read aloud in front of an audience. Me and the writing and poetry, everything is like it is like it was already paved for me before I was born so natural and because poetry for me does not belong to any school. It is practical and the words are necessary. The words are always necessary. The words are the act. My poetry is my necessity to exist and to live in the judgment of a poet, a woman, independent, who does now not allow the herd, not now or as a child. Writing is an excellent opening that benefits me in moments when I hug myself from afar, in dissociative moments, in days or periods, or even entire seasons in which no therapeutic will be able to try to trying to praise my grief or neither to decorate me with lower analogy of RIP poets who produce the best comedies of their life by blank paper and faked orgasms and ending as their own hangman. Since my sentence is set, and of this I have written quite a bit, it is too early to say this, but it may be that I am in the saga of cursed poets who devoted all their, all their time only to their poetry, and so part of the poem I wrote Cursed Poet. You are not guilty that your target audience is those who slightly polished your book before its publication. Even though you were referred to more than two bohemian, bohemian editors, your writing remained in the form of a mo monologue. And because any dialogue of symposium, symposium was passed over, Nevertheless, it's not your fault that your letters enter in the wrong places for those with one ear who read only writing that has not been devoted to the thought in the second degree above the average, above the average, and that, without demand and supply, in a very low frequency, you must make trade-ins, trade-ins, With writers you don't know face to face. I'll start from the extreme, from the poem I offered myself to tourists, page 58, 59, nine years from you. I sought an immersion of my bones from a different nation. I left the bounds of Israel, this time free, shouting, enjoying myself. How did no to have intercourse with me for years, Israel? 
In my writing, I fully express my non-appeasement with being Israeli, with the culture in my country. I know very well not to belong to any agenda. Not for no reason did I live abroad. All my life I am gnomed in my soul. There is a difference between being Jewish and being Israeli. I take the Judaism, the Israeliness. In any case, we are perplexed. In my second book, Protest, there was a division message in the book, both in the content and visually, that the part of the book with my poems in English, I dedicated and express my freedom. And on the other hand, in my Hebrew poetry, I express my internal war with the friction, the remoteness, and more than anything, my exile. This is also written on the back of the book. My legacy. My legacy? It amounts to the skullcap of my father, the Kohen, and the Hebrew langu- language. There is no boasting here about legacy. Without doubt, the background influences my creations, but I protest the saying that a man in the landscape of his childhood. I stand behind the saying from the Bible, there is no pro- prophet in his city and in his house, meaning that the consciousness comes from foreign countries rather than from the land of your birth. By the way, you know what my literary name is? Foreign City. I deal with and write quite a lot about Jewish identity and on the opposing side, foreign identity. This is a narrative from my private life to come into contact with people I have known in the world from other cultures. And how this is manifested in my life, for example, in the poem Conversion. I like your gestures, but I can't take you to portray others in my language. I want also to say that the subjects that particularly interest me, I was wise enough to investigate, not, not only in my writing and by writing about them. For example, injustice and civil wrongs and, and protecting the margins of society about which I learned during my law studies. The issue of femininity, femininity and the woman's body I learned in Eastern and Flamenco dance, for example. Accents, foreign cultures, I realized from teenage that I had to feel them on the ground. Accordingly, I traveled and, and plowed every heart of the city I was in, even if this bordered on dark and dangerous places. I am a slave to my inspirations, in the same way as I occasionally walk through the area to photograph material for an exhibition. I thought a lot on the issue on the woman's body, body image, and anatomy. These beloved subjects occupy me quite a lot, and a front swimming against the tide of norms and the primitiveness in my country. In my new book, I often write con- contemplative writing about life in flowerly words and deliberations that squeeze into poems. There is quite a bit of sarcasm about what is accepted in, in society in my writing. The issue of the soul in, investigates firsthand during crisis and various depressions. There are other issues. This is what I see fit to mention. This is unequal vocally, the tactic of a poet 
that is very subjective to each and every one. In the past two years, I have begun to make it easier on myself and make room for publishing intu intuitive poems that were written in the, in the blink of an eye and did not go through the processing stage stages between first draft to a complete poem. I revealed that these are the poems that the audience connects with the most. I often look through journals to investigate from different aspects or a specific aspect the issue about which I am writing. The poem begins with a sentence or a paragraph, and after that comes a moment of musing and concentration and inspiration as I expand this raw material into a written work. Erase, add, read it to myself, hear how the tone of the poem sounds until the poem is ready and completed that I directly add it to the file of poems for future publication in my books. I hope I have clarified this. I need four walls that envelop me where my desktop is situated in my home. This way, I don't feel detached. My concentration level is healthy and clarity of mind at its utmost. Indeed, I write everywhere. But in order to process the writing into a written poem, I have to sit on a wide wicker work chair and do it at my desktop with a double glazed window beside me that overlooks a narrow courtyard containing three generations, grandmother, mother, and daughter. Their talk is always vocal and loud and lacking restraint, and they are the sympathy as I write my creations. By the way, all 300 pages of my fourth book I wrote from this space. There's a broad answer to this question. In my youth, I was connected to the poetess Rachel, to Zelda, Leonard Cohen, and Sexon, uh, some Virginia Woolf, and with the years, I was lacking inspiration. My life as a poetess is similar to the Polish painter Zilsaw Beksinski. And thus, I wrote as follows. I write poetry but avoid any influence of those in the same realm, involvement, with them is further from the city of God. Indeed, there is a cross-referencing here with a Polish artist Zilsa Bekisinski, who avoids public appearance and maintained that he should not be influenced by other painters and even refrain from visiting museums. From the poem summary, page 48, from the book Nine Years from You. In recent years, I have researched the poetry of Dalia Robikovich. I don't touch Yona Wallach, and I refuse to be a groupie and an impons in impersonator of a liter literary icon and the model for the po poetist in Israel who mimics her writing and her spirit. I was influenced and wrote about it in the poem The Life of a Poetist from a poetist of figures that dance the dance of death in life. 
I more expressed solidarity than the influence they have. I felt that I shared with them a common fate, and about that I wrote. It is obvious to you from the recognition to bear the ancient face in your beauty. You must alert them that they will know you, and to those who don't, the secret of the custom practice in which you assumed your fate. In this type of woman, because only in her death, we will know her life. From the poem, The Life of a Poetist, page 45, book purple diluted in blacks, thick. For a specific example, I'm influenced by those who share a similar fate to mine. For example, with my favorite author, Sidoni Gabriel Collet, I share the contempt for over-sentimentality aligned with indifference to the concept of love. With Leonard Cohen, I share the, the catchphrases and sharpness and also the parody, parody and sarcasm that are sometimes hidden in his poems. With Wislaw Simborska, I share the very precise vision of things and life itself. She had a very sharp and clear angle with collective vision and yet a, distinct, a distinction in the, in the sub, subtleties that I have in common with it. With Frida Kahlo, who also wrote The Need and the Constant Preoccupation with Being Loved, The Suffering, The Pain, The Instability to Beautify the Blemish, and the constant preoccupation with the soul, as in a very narrow world that usually I am the only one in. As the poet Rachel's sentence, my world is as narrow as an ant's world. To my sorrow, although I am not influenced at all by the poet Yona Walla, our writing is very different, but the innocence of our poems are very similar. With her, I share the frenzy, the madness, the gender aspect, the female fatalism, alongside female strength and yet vulnerability. Let's say I'm influenced by those who share a similar fate to mine. For example, with my favorite author, Sidoni Gabriel Collet, I share the contempt for a over-sentimentality aligned with indifference to the concept of love. With others, I share the fate of a cursed poetist that I wrote much about it in my last book in particular, in my books in general, and thus I wrote in the poem. Such a therapist, she's trying to praise my grief on papers gone to early retirement. She's trying to decorate me with a lower analogy of RIP poets. Who produced the best comedies? Of their life by blank papers and faked orgasm and ended as their own hang- hangman. But she, she must be warned. It's a static position. A woman who gets lost, lost in translation, will never be tested twice. Not in this scenario. My first material to be published was at the age of 13. In the renowned Hebrew literary monthly Mosnaim, Scales. 
It was about platonic love. I went on a class trip. We had a guide who the students mocked throughout the trip. But I managed to see his vulnerability and pretty face. He was forced to leave on the second day of the trip due to his mother's illness. In the dining room, I called him over and gave him a letter. I remember that I cried. And this is the poem that I also decided to put into my first book of poetry, Purple, diluted in a black's thicket. He, he was like an image to many, and to me like a man, like a sound that has lost its way among cracked streams. And my heart desired to be drawn closer of love together. I was jealous. And where can I distill my comfort thin as it is when I saw him only through a hidden peephole? Peep and that was my only closeness. The sight of my words in print was received with apathy. At the same time, I also wrote for the school newspaper. While the poem was published in the journal, I wrote simultaneously about my vacation in Los Angeles at my sister's. I wrote for the paper all through middle and high school. I shared in the newspaper article my first photograph with a homeless person in Santa Monica Boulevard and on the beach with an Afro-American policeman. I've never been in a hurry to publish since then. So this allows me to be calm and I feel indifferent about my publications. This is accepted by me as as an understood and integral part of my vocation in life as a poet. First of all, I continue to write, mostly works that I write more than I publish. I finished writing the fourth book of poems and contemplation. Due to, due to, due to the circumstances of the virus, its publication has been delayed. The publication date will be next year. Secondly, I'm also writing an autobiographical book in addition to lyrical prose. And I've started writing a fifth book. It must be evident from this that I am totally immersed in words. All my essence and every part of my body has found its wording. I should add there is, that there is also work of translation, translating my poetry. But I will you have just listened to the quintessential listening poetry online radio podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And make sure to catch our next episode.